Life Audio. Welcome to Truth Tribe with Doug Grotheis, professor of philosophy at Denver Seminary and intellectual troublemaker with a good heart. This is where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most and sometimes have some fun along the way. If you'd like to know more about me, please go to my webpage, douglasgrotheis.com. Today, I would like to read a short essay that was published a while back, I guess about six months ago, maybe, called Sensitivity Epistemology, A Knowledge Stopper to Avoid. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So justice is driven back and righteousness stands at a distance. Truth has stumbled in the streets. Honesty cannot enter, so said the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 59, verse 14. I'm a 66-year-old philosophy professor who has logged thousands of hours in the classroom and elsewhere discussing some of the great issues of the ages. Consider an approach to teaching and writing that I have practiced ever since I went to college, and especially since I received my degrees in philosophy and began to teach and write strenuously and prolifically on these subjects. This approach is not unique to me, but part of the great Western intellectual tradition. That is, until it has been questioned recently. If we lose it, we lose much of value, even the truth itself. If we lose it, the culprit will be sensitivity. Truth is the goal of writing and teaching, if we are being honest, intellectually. I exclude intentional deceptions. A true statement is one that corresponds to reality objectively. Our best shot at finding and promoting truth is through marshalling reason and evidence in support of truth claims using some form of testimony or argument, either inductive, deductive, or argument to the best explanation which is called abduction. A well-supported truth claim is what is called knowledge, as opposed to mere opinion, true or false. The best forum for gaining knowledge is debate and discussion, in which one hopes that the best argument wins. If a good argument makes a truth claim into knowledge, this occurs, occurs irrespective of anyone's feelings about the matters under discussion. As commentator Ben Shapiro likes to say, quote, facts don't care about your feelings, 
unquote. We can add, truth stands independent of our whims. But things have changed for the worse. On certain topics, particularly gender and race, gaining knowledge that is classically understood as justified true belief takes a back seat to making sure everyone feels safe and that no one is triggered. This is related to the advent of safe spaces on university campuses where like-minded people can gather, lament, pool their grievances, and be free from any critical discussion of their views or experiences. In some Christian circles, being loving often means not ferreting out facts or finding inferences to reach knowledge, but rather making sure no one is triggered or traumatized by the very thought of something they are not comfortable with. To make someone feel unsafe is an offense to their sovereign self, which they think legislates reality. Consider an earlier wrong-headed idea of love. Love means never having to say you are sorry. That may have come from the film Love Story of very long ago. Now our take is, love means never making anyone feel uncomfortable. We may call this approach sensitivity epistemology, but neither love nor truth is safe, and both can and often should make us uncomfortable. Jesus said that it is the truth that sets us free, John eight thirty one. Paul exhorts Christians to speak the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15. In Paul's great chapter on the meaning of love, he writes that love, quote, does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth, unquote, 1 Corinthians 13.6. But today's hypersensitivity to triggering and trauma often forbids pursuing truth in the proper way, since this might offend someone. This needs analysis. Trigger warning. Someone being offended by a statement says nothing at all about the truth or falsity of that statement. Disallowing a judicious consideration of that subject based on personal offense by the one offended becomes a knowledge stopper if that statement is true and can be supported rationally. If John's brother, a biological male, is transgendered, a trans woman, and John supports his brother in going transgender, then the idea that going transgender is morally wrong will be offensive to John. But this is utterly irrelevant as to the moral and truth question. John may well feel unsafe if the issue of transgenderism is brought up given John's sensitivity, but feeling unsafe or being triggered in themselves says nothing about objective reality. And these feelings cannot be substituted for rational arguments. Many white supremacists during the Jim Crow era in the United States were offended by the thought of blacks eating at their diners and having equal access to seats on the bus. Their subjective response was irrelevant to the matters at hand. And in fact, their response was morally wrong. Philosophy classes, or any liberal arts classes, at their best, allow for and encourage vigorous debate and dialogue about truth claims. I have fond memories of debating moral and theological matters in the classroom. 
The attitude in the classroom when we're at our best was, may the best argument win. The goal should not be for any person to win an argument, but for knowledge to emerge through the back-and-forth exchange of argument. I remember spirited debates in the classroom with theological students up through the late 1990s about the biblical view of women in the church and the home. I would state and defend my views, and students challenged them. I listened without getting triggered or feeling unsafe and responded as rationally as I could. At my best, if I am wrong in a belief, I should not want to feel safe in that belief. A good person values knowledge over feelings of personal safety or security. Being refuted if you are wrong is far better than being invulnerable to criticism. It is also better than being canceled without any argument against you at all, which is now all too common. However, this kind of intellectual repartee requires a thick skin, a modicum of courage, and an engaged mind. If one is confident in a belief, then what should one should be willing to argue that view in the face of criticisms. I have participated in several formal and many informal debates on important matters in the last 45 years. My concern was not to feel safe or make anyone else feel safe. At my best, I want to speak the truth in love with good arguments. I should want to hear criticisms of my views with humility and exhibit a willingness to change my mind or alter my approach if the arguments and evidence lead in that direction. The old saying is, follow the arguments wherever they lead. Today, however, many speakers are shouted down, or worse, at college campuses simply because the speakers hold controversial views, or they are not invited at all, since their views are taken to be intolerable. They must be silenced, not refuted, since their ideas are offensive. In other settings, some topics are off-limits or will be treated with kid gloves simply because taking certain positions will trigger and offend people. It is probably beyond the pale now to ask that we all try to agree to disagree agreeably. Yet, that maxim stands as an ideal of civilized people. We should be sensitive to the hurts and vulnerabilities of people because they are made in the image and likeness of God, and we should love our neighbor as ourselves. That is my aim. However, when it comes to gaining knowledge, meaning justified true beliefs about controversial topics, the sensitivities of the easily offended can get in the way of rational discourse in the pursuit of objective truth. That should not be. And clear-thinking people should name this for what it is, bad epistemology. This has been Truth Tribe with Douglas Grotheis. If you would like to know more about me, my ministry, or talks I could give to your church or organization, please go to my webpage at douglasgrotheis.com. Thank you for listening. Truth Tribe is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. 
If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word, one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's word.